Hi, everyone. I'm Caitlin. Welcome back to Love Stories Radio, a podcast where we answer all of your wedding questions, those that you sent us, and a few that you didn't. (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast, I have a hunch you're here because you're planning your wedding or you're in a wedding and you want to know the answers to all of the questions that everyone else is thinking. Before we dive into today's episode and answer all of those questions, I wanted to give a few pointers on other episodes to listen to if you're new here. If you're looking for etiquette tips on wedding invites and plus ones, you'll definitely want to listen to episode 13. For all things wedding beauty, tune into episode 4 to get amazing tips from our friend and celebrity makeup artist, Namvo. If you have a question that you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com, DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv, or post it in our Slack group for brides and pros, which you can join at bit.ly slash lstv slack. Have feedback about one of our answers? You can also share your thoughts and feelings on those same channels. We have a super exciting episode for you today. Um, It's all about destination weddings, and we're really pumped to have our friend and love club member, James Bassanez, the founder of Martoka Beach Garden, here with us today. Martoka Beach Gardens is a really amazing venue for brides who truly want to customize their beachside wedding in Mexico. Martoka Beach is a family-run indie wedding venue located in Nayarit, Mexico. At Martoka, couples truly get to choose everything. There isn't any forced catering or decor or guest lodging that you have to have. The Martoka team works with each client to plan their dream day, whether it's a budget-friendly elopement-style wedding or a luxury 200-person affair. This week on the podcast, we'll be asking James, or Jimmy if you're his amiga, your destination wedding questions, like, what's the best way to save money on a destination wedding? Do I really need to visit my destination wedding venue before my wedding date? And what information should I include on a destination wedding save the date? We'll be asking those questions and more. So let's get started. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We are so excited that you're here. Before we dive in, can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and your amazing wedding venue, Martoka Beach Garden? Sure, of course. Uh, well, it's long story short, my parents... I'm. My mom is from Oklahoma. Imagine that, from Oklahoma, <laughs> and she ended up in Mexico in the '60s, getting her master's degree uh, in Spanish literature. I met my dad there in the university. My dad is is uh, Mexican, and actually his mom is from Boston, so he's half American as well. And they both met there, and then ended up uh, not liking Mexico City anymore. Got to like 10 million people, and they said that's enough, and. <laughs> They sold their things, their businesses, and they moved to Puerto Vallarta, Bucerías, actually, where Martoca is, and started a bed, little bed and breakfast with like 12 bungalows. And that was in 1978, I believe. I was about four or five years old. And that's how I got into the hospitality industry, and we that's Martoca originally. And then from there, uh, back in about 2010, we had to knock the hotel, the bungalows down because they were just, uh, they were already run down a little bit, but this hurricane just kind of finished them off and it was more, we just couldn't afford to rebuild. So it was almost like, uh, almost by accident really, because we cleared out the, the bungalows and ended up with a garden for weddings <laughs> because people just saw the garden and they're like, Hey, can we have a wedding there? And, and just kind of one thing led to another. And since we were already in the hospitality industry, it was pretty easy transition. At the end of the day, you're taking care of people and making them happy. So that's what we do now. 
I love that. I love that story. I love when things happen like by accident, like a happy accident, you know, like you took something that could have been negative and obviously turned it into something really positive. So I like, I love that. And like, what a good, uh, I think people like want to feel a connection to their wedding venue, you know? And so I, I love like venues with like a backstory like that. I think it's, it feels really special to people and probably helps them connect too that it's like been in a family and that it has like, you know, a history. So I love that. Yeah. That's, that's how we ended up with, with weddings, but it's pretty much what we did before, but without the bungalow, the, the lodging part, because once you have a bed and breakfast, you're still making food for people and making them comfortable. You always have parties and Christmas and new years. We always had activities. So it's, and we had actually, we had two boats that we used to charter for people, for our, for our guests. So pretty much everything except, the, except the hotel now we have. And so mostly where do people stay? So this is a, like when people come down and they're like, okay, we, we want to have our wedding at the garden and it's so beautiful. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you haven't yet, first of all, you should follow Martoka Beach Garden on Instagram because they do a great job of showcasing all the weddings. And something I love that y'all do on your Instagram is follow the brides on their first look with the venue. I think it's the cutest thing. I mean, I remember that from my own wedding, just this feeling when you walk into the reception and it's like, just so beautiful and it's like for you and it's really a special feeling and I think it's really smart and sweet that you guys do that on your Instagram and then also obviously if you go to lovestoriestv.com you can watch real wedding videos from weddings at Martoka so I feel like I know this venue that I've never been to but you know my my big first question is always like so the bride comes in in a groom and you meet them do you have partnerships with different hotels or what do people typically do do they rent houses like how does it work usually yes um well what happens nor nine times out of ten actually recently is, is a, a trend is coming around with this airbnb and vrbo and all that but uh Mayarta is different from cancun because in cancun you have about 60 hotels to choose from i think they have ten thousand more hotel rooms than puerto vallarta mm-hmm. so it's a whole and they have the not all inclusives, the all inclusives, they have all kinds of choices with hotels and really cheap packages and things like that. And, for, right. and on the other side of the of the coast, on the Pacific side where we are, it's you really are limited to about 20 hotels. And I would say nine out of 10 are all inclusives. So um, people are resorting to private condos, like full time condos. And uh, that's one way to do it. And the other one is just very simple. Nuevo Vallarta is really close to the venues. Is literally, you could walk 40 minutes and be at the venue if you stayed at the Flamingos area, which is in Nuevo Vallarta. And that zone right there has about 10 different hotels that we work with a lot. And in Puerto Vallarta proper, we have two or three hotels that we've vetted and that we know that uh, our customers have have enjoyed. What you're saying I love because I think it gives people a lot of flexibility. In my experience, a destination wedding is frequently actually less expensive for the couple hosting because you end up having a few less people and like the cost of things is going to be less in Mexico than it's going to be in Brooklyn or something like that. But I think what people worry about 
is asking their guests to spend money and the flexibility you provide people is really, really unique. Yeah. That, uh, I had this, this couple recently, the one we did on Saturday, I don't know if you checked out the Instagram, but the Persian couple that did that, they, they stayed only 12 rooms. They booked in a, in a hotel out of 178 guests. All the rest, they stayed in, in Air, Airbnbs all around. That's, I love that. Yeah, yeah it was, so, I've never heard that before, but I guess it's the trend now. Okay, so I think, so what we usually do, um, Jimmy, on the podcast is we start exactly how we have. We ask you, like, all of the questions me and Caitlin have. And then what we've done is we've collected questions from our community of brides and also from questions we see posted in bride Facebook groups and things like that. And we've picked all questions that are like related to um, destination weddings. And so we're going to ask you some questions that brides have asked about destination weddings and get your feedback. And you'll tell us more about Martoka and just like your expertise as someone who's hosted, like, I imagine hundreds and hundreds of destination weddings. Cool. (laughs) Yes. Pick, pick the brain. Well, our first question is a really good segue because I feel like we've been talking about the expense side of thing. And Rachel, you were saying that a lot of people have this idea that destination weddings might be really expensive, but often for the couple, it can actually shave off some costs. And so this first question is from a bride and she's asking, are all destination weddings super expensive? I want to have a destination wedding, but I will also need to be realistic with my budget. Are there any hacks for saving money? Uh, Yes, actually, that's a good Good uh, question, but I would say, why would you want to save money? That's kind of how, <laughs> how I always try to ask them. I mean, we all want to save money, right? But but I'm saying like if it's a budget issue or is it you want to save money and then use that saved money on another vendor, for example. So it's it's important to know like what what they mean by saving money so i think that's the first thing i would answer i always i don't like to answer a question with a question but i would i would have a bride think first of all i would let them ask them th- to think about their budget in general and then put a number on it I had a bride tell us last night that what she did is she figured out exactly how much she could spend on her wedding put that amount in another bank account and oh. i thought that was really smart and exactly what you're saying jimmy which is like don't just try to save money along the way all the time. Pick a number. Exactly. Know you're going to spend that and spend it smart, right? Exactly, exactly. Because that way, each vendor has a number that they have to make on that wedding. Because if not, they'll just sell to another person. I mean, nobody's going to do it for free or for less than they expect to make. So as far as we're concerned as a venue, the interesting thing with us is that we're a venue plus wedding service. So... Since we do it all, it's a little bit different than just a wedding planner that goes around looking for all the different vendors and making 10% on everything. Tell us about that. So if somebody um, is hosting their wedding at Martoka, what can you provide and what can they bring in if they want? I structured it on purpose. I don't ha- um, and I did it on, uh, like this on purpose. I don't, I don't have any obligatory vendors, I love although that. I do have just by nature and by the fact that we're very good together and we work so well together, but now we have almost like a default team, but it's not mandatory. Like if, if somebody really loves, uh, I'll drop a name here, plush catering from 
Sayulita. There's there's some caterers in Sayulita that are really good, and some people like that Asian fusion stuff. You know, what, whatever kind of good, delicious food they want that is different from my catering that I use a lot, that's fine. Like I'll go get that chef and and we'll make it happen. You know, if it, it, it's all about the budget. When and this question started with saving money, and and that's when it comes into play. For example, if you want to save money, well then let me pick the chef for you. I feel like people are not used to no, you know, Americans especially like are not comfortable talking about money and people don't do what we said before, which is set a budget up front and they just try to figure it out along the way. And mm-hmm. I think you'll be much less stressed if you, here's how much I have to spend on a wedding. The first thing you do is go to the venue and say like, this is my budget. You know what I mean? Like another, another good hack, for example, is the off season. You want to book on the off season. For the not so much for the venue because in the off season venues usually close in Vallarta uh, for the rainy season. What's the off, what's the in and off season in in your region in Mexico? Yeah, and in, in our region you want to you want to stay away from July, late July. I would say even early July it already rains pretty much every other day or so. So you want to go July, stay away from July, August, September. And early October, I wouldn't, I don't even, we don't open those days, those months, but some, some venues have a roof like a Palapa or something. So they can, if it rains or something, they can move you inside. But, uh, you know, I always tell people if you're going to book a wedding a year in advance or a year and a half in advance, I mean, try and do it February, you know, and the months they won't rain. And then, uh, you got to watch out for national holidays. People always forget those. So Although in the United States, there's not a holiday, you have to make sure there's not a holiday in the home country that you're having, <laughs> the destination wedding country you're going to. That's a big one. Which obviously, if you're working with a venue like Martoka, they're going to tell you. But if you're doing your own research on your own, that's definitely something you might not think of. Yeah, like um, this, this bride, she didn't realize. And I said, uh, we're, we were just talking and I said, uh, or she I explained to her the difference in price and she said, well, well, why is it so expensive? Well, I said, well, because it's the 10th of May. And she's like, well, who cares? And I said, because that's Mother's Day in Mexico. And <laughs> and Mother's Day is like, oh, my God, the flowers are like 40% more than in any other day. So, you know, it's one of those things you don't think of when you're not in the mer- in the wedding business. So we have time for a couple more questions. And one that I really want to ask you about it, which I think is really smart. A bride asked us, does she have to visit the location in advance? What do you normally tell um, couples who are planning a wedding at Martoka? Like, is it important for them to come down, make a separate trip beforehand? Or do you have a lot of couples who just trust you guys to make everything perfect and they arrive and everything's ready to go? I would say about 50, 50. If, and I go all goes back to the budget, no? So if you're on a budget, that's another hack right there to save money. Because <laughs> if you don't, if uh, all you're going to do is go see it in person, but you're not going to see anything essentially that you can't do on on video now. I mean, you can do so much. And one more time, if you watch real wedding videos from the venue, it's basically like attending a wedding, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, you can pretty much see that we're not fake, you know, it's not, we're not an illusion every week, every week there's a wedding and you can keep up, keep up with it. 
So that's as far as Martoka goes. But even if in some other locations, they may not be as trusted or whatnot. I just tell people kind of look at the reviews. If you see 60 plus reviews for someone and you can see weddings pretty much every week and and people are happy and you can private message people on Instagram and ask them how their wedding was and so forth. You know, if you don't want to trust the vendor, get into the Instagram and look and see who's commenting on there. You can always see who the brides are. And I'm sure most of them will say, hey, do you mind if I ask you how did it go? And and you can see what, you know, get instant feedback on it. So if you if you can't afford to visit, don't do it. Save the three thousand dollars, two three thousand dollars, and and apply that towards your airfare for or for your hotel or for your flowers. Speaking of flowers, or what, whatever you whatever you're you're missing on. No? If you want to get a good photographer, things like that, I would save that three thousand dollars, which is what it costs to go to for two people for a couple of days in Vallarta. And if you can't afford it, of course, who who wouldn't? No, you go down. Two, three days, hang out, have some margaritas, and speak to the wedding planner in person. You do get so much more done in, in like one day visit in person. You could pretty much knock out like 80% of your wedding planning in one day or two days. Like you can see the venue the first day and then do the, the table trial, the centerpieces trial, and get your makeup and hair done, like a chat, all those trials done in one day. And then you can go actually go pick out your hotel, things like that. So, I mean, it's very, it, obviously it's helpful, but I would say if you're, if it's all about the budget and your time, if you don't have the time or the budget or both, then no, you don't have to go. Okay. Noted. So if you have the extra money and you're able to spend it, come down, have a good time. And if you are on a budget, then you don't need to. It's not necessary. Correct. I've had people see the, see the venue on their wedding day. Like they walk yeah. Actually, that was the first time we did that video. You like the? That's how it all started. The when I videoed the per, the bride getting there, and I I was in the states, and I told my buddy to to videotape her because I wanted to see what would happen because she had never seen the venue until her wedding day. Oh, so sweet! It was such a cute reaction. Everyone has to go check it out on Martoka's Instagram if you haven't seen it yet. It was really sweet. Yeah, she they start crying so much, man. It's <laughs> their happiness here. But yeah, okay, that, that's what I would do. I would. Just go if you can, but if not, we can we can do it all online, no problemo. Okay, so another question that we often um, hear from brides is about paying um, and the contracts before the wedding date. So this bride says, I was just checking my contracts and all but one require payment in full 30 days before the event. I'm two months out at the moment. I just pictured paying some balances the day of for some reason. Can someone explain to me why this is necessary? Yes, I can. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> I got this. Yeah, so it's pretty s- simple. So remember, you're not in the same city. So when you're sending money to Mexico, number one, it takes to be safe about five business days to even get a any kind of deposit cleared. So oh my God, yeah, I wouldn't even thought of that. Yeah, so minimum you need a week. So that's just the first week. And then... The other two, I always tell my, I also do 30 days, by the way, for mine, but I don't hold them to it. It's most, mostly like in 30 days, I want them to start thinking about it. And then maybe I would say like three weeks, maybe two weeks is the limit. I start saying, you know what, we need, we need the payment. Let me tell you why. The the people that are going to actually buy your flowers and all those things, they actually have to pay for those things. 
Like yes, like your money is being used for the for the day, so it has to to be there in advance. I feel like that's yeah, that's simple, and everyone. I yeah. feel like once you say that, it totally makes sense. Like <laughs> your florist has to get the flowers to buy to bring to your wedding. So exactly, like you're basically asking a bunch of strangers to spot you ten, fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> And they're yeah. not, and they're not going to do it, you know, because for let's and then of course the obvious one is well, what if we buy all that as a as 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 vendors, and then you don't show up because your flight was canceled? I mean, something yeah. as simple as that could ruin everything. Like uh, I don't know, the, they grounded the planes recently, and then we're stuck with a twenty thousand dollar bill, you know. Because, yes. And then the bride says, well, I'm not going to pay it because I'm not getting married there anymore. Anyway, I'm going to I'm just going to get married in San Diego or whatever. And then the guys in Mexico are all after my head. So, no, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> well, yeah, we, that's that's the only reason. I mean, basically, it's because they're going to spend the money and they're going to get reimbursed. That's the reason. OK, got it. And then um, our next question This bride asks, what should I do about wedding favors for my destination wedding? At first, I was thinking about sweets like chocolate, but I'm worried that they will melt when we travel. What other favors could we do? And is it worth it to buy the favors when we arrive before the wedding? I mean, in Mexico, Mexico brides are in luck because you have so many handicrafts and arts and things like that that we can do. And most most brides, they they have us uh, make like engraved maracas, you know, you can get the maracas to make a, some sound. You, the, you can do. Uh, that's so cute. I have that idea. Yeah. And they hand paint them with your names on it or put that's the way cool. on them. And that's a keepsake. It's a souvenir at the same time that you actually use it in the ceremony. Yeah. You can do uh, tequila shot pot, you know, the shot glasses and, and we paint them or hand blown glass, like a blown glass, handmade shot glasses that are, uh, you can do all the, I mean, that's the beauty of Mexico. There's so many artisans. I mean, we can have, I just made some tiles for the, like I had a couple make tiles, you know, like a Talavera tiles. They're, they're these, it's almost like a coaster size. And and they hand paint their names on them. And thank you for coming to the wedding and or whatever it is you want to hand, hand paint it on there. Uh, I would keep it Mexican. I would keep it cultural. Something you can take in a, in a suitcase. Yeah, I love the idea of really incorporating the Mexican culture into the wedding because it's like such a big part. Um, I mean, I know every wedding favor is supposed to remind you of that amazing day, but it's really cool to tie in, you know, if you're going to be in Mexico, to tie in that culture to remind you of um, the special time that you had. So that's really smart. I love that idea. And it's something that you can get. You don't have to worry about bringing there. Um, You can can do that in Mexico, which is super smart. Yeah, you don't you don't need to carry more things except except your dress. Your dress is already large. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, um, we had a question uh, from a bride, and she said, "Hi, any tips on how to travel with a wedding dress? Do you know of any any tips? Have any brides ever come like told you anything, or what do you recommend?" Um, No. they just put it in, in the closet in the airplane for them. Most air, airlines do that. They know, you know. Yeah, that's just, yeah, they, just ask special treatment. <laughs> yeah, they know here comes the bride, you know, and they <laughs> and they know where to put it. Uh, the only I only had one bride that I've heard of that that they lost her. Oh no! Her, yeah, her dress, and we actually had to had to get one made in in Puerto Vallarta really quick and. Just in case the other one didn't get there in time, but that, they did find it. 
and send send it. But just make sure you keep, I would say, keep it with you. I wouldn't put it in a suitcase at all. Like I would, that thing's coming with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Another logistical question that I think is really interesting. um, This bride is having a destination wedding and she has a question about her save the dates. And she asked, should I include whether or not, um, each guest can bring a plus one or kids on the save the date, or should I save that for the invitations? I'm asking because I know people might want to purchase flights early. So what do you recommend when, when couples are sending out save the dates, should they have more information about who, um, who actually is invited on, on the save the date? Yes. And the save the date, they should specify if it's kids or not, because most people will make the decision based, I mean, a lot of them, yeah, they'll just flat out say, well, I'm not coming, you know, if I can't take my three-year-old right. or whatever. So, yeah. Um, and then the, the last question that I wanted to ask you um, is coming from a bride who is leaning toward the idea of a destination wedding with a few family and friends, but she still wants to be able to celebrate with her extended family and friends back home. So do you hear of a lot of couples who will do a destination wedding and will have like a separate party as well? Uh, yes, actually the, the way they do that is a lot of, there's two ways of I've, I've, most people do it. One is they just have a celebration for those that can come to Mexico plus their immediate family. And they'll do that when they legally get married in the States, for example, or yeah, you can have like a happy, I call it a happy hour send off party kind of thing. And they, they, you can just get like, uh, just get people together in a certain bar, like a VIP section or a sky bar somewhere in your city and let people know like, uh, those that can't come to Mexico, I'm going to have a send off party at the sky bar tonight. Come by. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like come by, we'll have a couple of margaritas on me and some appetizers and, and just come and get together and, and say goodbye and send us off to Mexico, you know, something like that. Like, like I've, that's what most people do. They do like a little get together, but they don't actually pay for it. It's not another expense. I mean, I'm saying they do pay for it, but what I'm saying is they don't make a big thing out of it because you don't want to spend another, like another wedding budget on, on the send off. And maybe you'll do like you'll pay for like the first couple of rounds, but after that, just kind of step back and let them mingle <laughs> on their own. That's it for this week's episode. You can search Martoka Beach Garden on LoveStoriesTV.com to watch wedding videos filmed at Martoka Beach. We recommend starting with Adele and Todd's wedding video by Still in Motion Storytellers. It's one of our favorites, and you get to see what a beachside ceremony and romantic candlelit reception is like at Martoka. Visit martokabeachgarden.com to get more info about planning your destination wedding in Mexico. And be sure to follow at martokabeachgarden on Instagram for tons of gorgeous Mexican wedding inspo and a behind-the-scenes look at their Oceanside venue. Reminder to everyone listening out there, if you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, we can do that. Email your question to questions at lovestoriestv.com, DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv, or post it in our Slack group for Brides and Pros, which you can join right now at bit.ly slash Slack. Have feedback about one of our answers. We want to hear from you. Share your thoughts and feelings on those same channels, and we'll get back to you. Don't forget to subscribe to Love Stories Radio and leave us a review on iTunes. We obviously love when people say nice things about us, but it also helps us to find other wedding lovers out there who need to discover our show and hang out with us. 
Last but not least, are you a wedding pro? Email loveclub at lovestoriestv.com to get more info about how you can join the Love Club, our partner program for wedding pros. We help wedding pros build their brand and connect with a pipeline of customers on lovestoriestv.com and on our marketing channels, leveraging both the real wedding videos that feature their work and original content. Want to learn more? Email loveclub at lovestoriestv.com.